On today's show, we'll be reviewing The Raid and discussing friends who took a dark path. What up, what up, listeners? Welcome to Rice Asian Movies Podcast, where each week we review an Asian-led film and debate a cultural topic that stems from the movie's themes. I'm your host, Vong Zhou, official spokesperson for gay, super cute Asians, and joining me today are the hilarious comedians of Veronica Antipolo. Hello! Um, also now known as Lady Veronica, which we will get into in our weekly updates. And uh, we also have the amazing Leonard Chan. Hello. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so uh, I alluded to it in the opening, but Veronica, what was the most memorable part of your week? You must now refer to me as Lady Veronica because I am officially a lady. Uh, my son got me an early Mother's Day gift. He bought me, you know, one of those Scotland titles that you always see scrolling past in Facebook. So I now have a square foot of land in Scotland and I'm officially a lady. I, I am the Meghan Markle before any any kind of monarchy. Like I'm it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thank you, Lady Veronica and uh, Leonard. What was the most memorable part of your week? Honestly, I this week just kind of like nothing happened. Oh, <laughs> no. Like literally nothing happened. Uh, and it was fine, you know, like I've been so busy. Oh, you know what actually did happen? Uh, somebody at my wife's work, uh, tested positive for COVID. So she's been exposed. Therefore I've been exposed. We. <laughs> oh no. How, yeah. so are you in like a full quarantine? What's, what's... I mean, I was already it wasn't like oh. I was going anywhere. It's a stay at home <laughs> order. Like nothing changes. I may die in the next two weeks, but other than that, nothing I wasn't going anywhere anyways. Very dark, very dark. Um, (laughs) So uh, my most memorable thing was I'm I'm in uh, preparation for Asian Heritage Month and uh, we'll be releasing a trailer on Tuesday um, all across my social media. So uh, if, if you follow me at Vong Show on basically every social media out there, you will see a very exciting announcement. And also uh, for the podcast, we have a very exciting announcement uh, for next week's show. I'm just going to tease it, but you'll probably see a, a separate um, podcast episode literally just titled Announcement, which is like uh, three minutes of me telling you what the announcement actually is. Um, and that'll be coming out before next week's episode. But we do have some very exciting news on the podcast. And also, uh, this is officially year two of the podcast. We have completed 52 episodes, and this is the start of our second year. Um, Damn. Which is, yeah, it's <laughs> pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy that uh, all that has um, happened. Uh, so now jumping into our movie of the week. Um, this week's movie is The Raid, also called in North America The Raid Redemption because the producers weren't able to secure the title um, in North America. And the original Indonesian name is, and I hope I don't butcher this, is a Serbuan Maut. Um, and the movie is about a SWAT team that becomes trapped in a tenement run by a ruthless mobster and his army of killers and thugs. 
It was written and directed by Gareth Hugh Evans, and it stars uh, Iko Uwais as Rama, Joe Taslam as Jaka, Yayan Ruyan as the very memorable villain Mad Dog, and uh, Pierre Gruno as uh, another villain, uh, Wahyu. Um, now, uh, before we jump into uh, our full spoilers, let's uh, go to Leonard and what were your overall non-spoiler reactions in 90 seconds or less? Uh, man, I love this movie. Uh, I like action movies. I like um, martial arts movies. I like the Jackie Chan movies, and this is like Jackie Chan with vi- like super violence. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's like if Jackie Chan was just like hardcore. I'm going to break bones and rip people apart with knives, and it's like nice. Um, yeah, and and the plot is it's perfect, right? It's like it's a very simple action movie, and it's like very clear. Uh, goals like they start at the bottom they gotta get to they're like drake you know start from the bottom <laughs> and then i gotta do that but it's just a really violent drake where it ends with people in wheelchairs <laughs> uh, and uh, veronica what were your non-spoiler thoughts and reactions it is a very violent movie um Perfect for watching on a Sunday afternoon, as I did. I was like, this is what I'll do to relax today. And um, I thought I liked action movies because I always used to say I love action movies. I realized today, I was today years old, let's use that, uh, when I learned that I think I was just saying that to impress men. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I, I loved it as well. I think, you know, it's... It was a landmark in action choreography that has been carried through um, the past decade. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, um, action directors who have literally said their inspiration was this movie. Like even the idea of a hallway fight scene, um, you know, all the way, um, you know, like huge projects like like Marvel's Daredevil on Netflix um, said that this movie was their inspiration. So it literally was so innovative that it changed fight choreography for the past decade. I think, too, what I love about the storytelling is, you know, even though it's clearly action-based, um, I like that it was like a show-don't-tell and um, it, it it wasn't that it wasn't that the narrative was was thin because I did feel like these people had proper motivations and like a bigger story, but they hinted at what they needed to. But I believe so. For me, where I get upset at people is if I believe that the writer or 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 director don't actually know the bigger story um, and it's sort of aimless. This one, I feel like they know everything and they're only showing us what they need to show us, but that doesn't mean there's not more there that like they have a whole Bible of like what's actually going on. And I think that was really, really great. Um, so now jumping into the, uh, into the full spoilers. Now we can talk about from the beginning of the movie to the ending. Let's go back to Leonard for his thoughts on, um, on the movie. I mean, again, it hasn't changed. Like, I think like you just said, like they, they knew what the whole story was. Um, and, uh, you know, and they showed us what they needed to show us. And honestly, it was just like, I don't know. It was simple. You know what I liked about it? It was like, I like simple action movies because they don't need to be, because like the whole point of it is the fighting, right? Like who, yeah. you don't need like complicated <laughs> plots. Like, one of my favorite action movies is John Wick. Literally, killed his dog, he kills everybody else. That's it. 
It's great. I love that. It's perfect. It's perfect. And the raid is, like, perfect. And it's, like, yeah. I don't really have, like, a lot to say about... Because it's not, like, a lot to analyze. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Let's, let's move on to Veronica. I, see what she says. I'm very curious. I'm very curious to see what, like, Veronica has to say. About, like, because, like, I, my wife hates violent movies. Like, so she would never watch this stuff with me. <laughs> we ended up watching a Jennifer Lawrence movie last night. Like, that's oh. the... Oh. <laughs> that's, that's the opposite of this. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I'm just curious. Are, like, Veronica, are you the type of person who likes violent movies or no? Like I said, I thought... Maybe it was just because I watched it very specifically today where I wanted to unwind. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to. <laughs> I was like tense. Was <laughs> oh, yeah. So you know, this, is a, this isn't a relaxing movie. <laughs> I don't know why you thought that. <laughs> I literally was telling my daughter, I'm like, go get my coffee. And I was like, like leaning back and put it on. And I was like waiting. I was like, maybe, you know, an action movie at least has... A, a, a lead up and it was just like boom and I was like oh okay I guess I think I need like Mountain Dew not coffee it was so there I was actually just laughing to myself when you said spoiler this is a spoil. there's nothing to spoil it's just well that's exactly fight, it fight, 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 fight. <laughs> that's why I had nothing to say I, mean, I, I would literally have to get up to spoil it I'd have to do some fighting choreography for, for to spoil it it's nothing yeah I don't know what there's nothing to spoil lots of people get killed um, the sound of people's uh, bodies falling after being beat up are in my head right now it sounds like a, a wet sandbag <laughs> dropping to the floor oh Does yeah that spoil it for L- you I don't know there's nothing to spoil a lot of breaking bones a lot of breaking bones uh, yeah. I mean I will say for an action movie when I am in the mood for it, it, yes, I agree. It was really good that way. It wasn't this weird storyline that they tried to fit into it to make it seem like it had some kind of moral thing. I was like, it's just straight up fighting. So if you're in that kind of mood, go for it. I think like when you're running on a treadmill or something or fighting, that's definitely the kind of of mood. I'm amped up like now because of it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. so so the thing is for me, I, I, I do want to say like I don't actually boil it down to like a an action movie with without a plot because sometimes I, I do think that that I do like some of those like you know dumb action movies. I actually wouldn't say this is a dumb action movie. I really do believe that there is like a full show bible. Like I feel like they wrote out everybody's story and that yeah. they just showed us what they needed. Versus like a dumb action movie where like you know like say something that I really liked like Mortal Kombat. That was a dumb action movie. It's yeah. they didn't really think things out. This one. I wouldn't say that. I I do think is quite quite intelligently done, and I think it was a great like show. Don't tell. Like there was no exposition really, but they did give us like little glimpses into like larger uh, parts of what's going on, and they let us sort of like fill in the the blanks in a really intelligent um, way. And I think as far as storytelling, even though they didn't do it with exposition. Like the you know one of the biggest parts of storytelling is building tension, and mm. it wasn't just same action scene after same action scene. Like the stakes, just like you know, the minute they jump in, like you're just like holy shit, they are screwed, and so that was big. And then you know, 
even the way like the sequence when when they killed when when Mad Dog um killed uh, killed killed a Jaka, who by the way is like the hottest thing ever, right. but uh, which made me like really sad. But like the whole thing of like you know he he could have just killed him with a gun, but it's too easy. It's like ordering Uber. I was like that was great. Um, <laughs> And then, you know, they built the tension with him. And then when you see him, he's like this adrenaline junkie. And he's like, well, now I can, you know, one person is not enough. I need to fight two people. And then, you know, even you kind of felt bad for him, even though he was kind of evil at the end. Because, you know, the other guys kind of cheated. Like, they did use a weapon to kill him. Um, I don't think they would have beat him if it was like barehanded. But also, I'm also like, you know what? You can make the rules, bitch. But my rule is, I ain't gonna die. So <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a rule for you, ho. Like I'm gonna use what I need. You can you can drop your gun if you want to. You can uh, choose to use your hands. You know, glass falls in the ground. I'm gonna kill a bitch. So I was like, I sort of like there's a little bit of a moral quandary there of like, you know, in another action movie, they might like try and be more honorable and play by the rules. But these bitches are like, no, I ain't dying today. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think, yeah, so definitely to me, Mad Dog was a standout villain. I think. Yeah, you know the uh, the Wayu uh, mm-hmm. guy, the you know who who was like the quote unquote surprise villain. I was like, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, no, that wasn't a surprise. Maybe unneeded. Maybe it was needed to show you why they came to this place in the first place. Um, I did like the 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 storyline of you know him having like an inside person who he hadn't seen in like six years, but they have a connection, some past life. This is like one of those things where like I feel like they know what the story is between these two. They're just not telling us because it's not necessary. So I do feel like they sort of built that and they built it up to where I am interested in seeing the sequel. I was like, I want to know where they're like, what happens next? I actually am invested in these characters. Um, Yeah. You know what's funny? Like originally this movie was... um, so, okay, so the guy, Iko Uwes, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but uh, <laughs> so the director who did this movie, he wanted to do a documentary about that particular martial art, which this guy was really, really good at. Uh, at the time, he was just a delivery guy oh, for like a phone company. Uh, yeah. And so then, uh, so then they cast him in uh, this, this, they wanted to do this movie it was like a large scale gangster movie, like with this like complicated plot. And then they started filming it and they're like, we don't have the budget to do this. Oh my God. What did we, what were we thinking? And so then, uh, what they ended up doing is they're like, well, let's make something much more simple with a much simpler story and a smaller budget. And then that's how the raid came to be. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I will say this because it was considered a low budget movie. I will say like, I was like, Oh, actually I see that. But at the same time, I don't see that it, like it was i will say for an action movie it was good i today i was not the appropriate movie for sunday afternoon <laughs> shout out to the two women that were in there for 10 seconds each representation <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you know one thing i'll say about the the fight scenes as well is like it looked painful like i know you could fake hollywood shit sometimes of like you know but i was like i feel like some of these, I was like, I, I don't think you could fake that fall. Like that looked like it effing hurt. And there were several moments where I was like, 
I feel like these bitches are actually just getting hurt. Like, this is oh, not oh, yeah. some Hollywood green screen thing. Yeah, like Asian stunt people, uh, because, oh. like, life is so cheap. <laughs> they don't care. Like, have you ever seen, like, a behind-the-scenes thing of, like, a Tony Jaw? Uh, like after post production, like and you know, it's just like the people are like boom, and they're like, oh, now I'm dead. Like it's oh. like, but they're really they're really good at what they do because they're not dead. Like they, they like they don't get killed, but they look like they can get they're getting like killed. That's how good they are. But it hurts. Yeah. Like this stuff is not, you know, like it's not like in a western movie. Like I think like people would all were all mad like at Steven Seagal and his action movies because like mm. they're like he's actually hitting us. <laughs> He's a dick. He's such a dick. And it's like in these movies, yeah, you're you get they hit the they, they beat the shit out of you, and it's your job to get the shit beat out of you. And they're like, oh, hit me. This is good. Yeah, <laughs> make it real. There were a couple of times where I just couldn't look. I mean, mind you, I was eating while I was watching it, so I was I was like, I can't look at this. It was yeah, pretty. And when you're talking about how they the, the um, it just kept getting the stakes kept getting higher. Do you mean the violence yeah. just kept getting worse? I don't know about stakes. I was like, I just feel like it's just getting bloodier. Mm. Well, <laughs> it was it was more. Um, I mean, at the beginning, he was just fighting like henchmen, really, right? Well, he was mostly he was fighting like just random residents of his apartment who all like armed, and then he's like fighting, he's like fighting more sequentially more difficult villains, which is how this sort of thing is supposed to go. So it does escalate, but yeah, like the raid. You know what the raid is more like? It's not. It's not like the story is a lot more like a survival movie, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like a survival horror movie. Yes. Yes. Um, and that's. I think that's. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, that's that's kind of how they've structured it, which is good. I mean, anytime you write a movie, like you just basically, like every every genre has like a specific structure. So like what people are doing now is just like they're taking different uh, genres and then like mixing them, right? So like. Yeah. You know, like you take a heist genre, which is very specific, but then you mix it with something else, and then like you mix it with a rom com or something, and then you, you know, if it's, it's, but it, but there's, it's, it's very familiar. Like a rom com is a very familiar structure, right? Mm-hmm. Like you just know what that structure, is. like you, like audiences are really savvy, right? Like even if they can't like articulate what it is, they feel it in their heart what it's supposed to be, and when it's off, it's off. Right. So like, but like with this movie, like they, they took survival horror structure and then they like threw like a shit ton of action on it. And that's why it works. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, now, just to wrap up our, our review, you know, we are we are big on representation. So I do want to ask um, uh, first, we'll go go to Veronica. But uh, what what representation score would you give this? You don't have to give like an actual score, but sort of what are what are your thoughts on uh, on what you saw on on screen? I mean, I'm going to. Okay. Yes, it is Asian, and it's it's Thai, right? Am I correct? I think it's, it's Indonesian. Indonesian. It's Indonesian. So I mean, yeah. I did see like I feel like I saw a bit of colorism, but that I feel like that's typical of Asian movies. And I told you there were literally two women for maybe ten seconds, and they both were pregnant. By by colorism, you mean like the uh, the villains were darker skinned the than the heroes? Are did you see that? Skinned, and their hair is always not as straight. <laughs> I always notice that in Asian movies. I'm like, oh, okay, I would be a villain mm. basically in every Asian movie. <laughs> not not even the pregnant wife as they showed in this movie. They're two pregnant wives, ten seconds each. I would be a villainous pregnant wife. 
Yeah, I, I have to be honest, and this is this is good that, that we have you on the show, Veronica. I didn't even know there were women in the movie. Oh I, 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 yeah, I, me neither, actually. I, I completely missed it. Like, I see didn't that? see that representation Yeah, but all. given how everybody got treated in this movie, isn't it better for the women that they weren't in oh, it? Oh, hell no. I would have wanted to see a woman kick someone's ass. I think... Oh, well, watch the sequel. Oh, yeah? Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray 2. I think there was like a... If I recall correctly, there is a woman in that who's like a badass. Yeah, I hope she kicks their ass. She'd be like, I wasn't in the first effing movie. Screw you all. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Asian, Asian movies do have a history of like, you know, not all the time, but there are quite a few movies with like really kick-ass like Asian women um, doing martial arts and, and such, which is great. For me, the representation score on screen was great. You know, obviously it was a lot of like like locals and other Asians um, that made up this film. But one thing in particular I really liked is that like the hot leads, uh, specifically Rama and Jaka, they had very Asian features. Like I I don't know, they're this is where I get into trouble where I guess people's like racial background, but like it. It didn't feel like they just did the standard thing of casting a a, a, a half white, half Asian person because then, you know, they're kind of Asian, but then they have like white features to appeal to more people. Um, they looked very Asian and hot in like an Asian like ideal of hotness, not like a westernized um, you know, glorification of what Asian beauty should be. So I felt like they were hot, but like Asian hot. So um, <laughs> if, 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 if yeah. that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. Like there's, we, uh, I don't know, if, you, if anybody here has been listening from the beginning, there was, an, there was a podcast about Asian beauty standards and go back to that and then you'll get like a much deeper understanding of what we're talking about. But there is definitely like in China, like the top model in China, it looks very different than like, what the top like American Asian model would look like, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, behind the screen, I just looked up. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, the director's Evans. Welsh. <laughs> the guy who yeah. wrote this and directed it is the whitest white guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping because his middle name was like Hugh that I was like maybe he's Indonesian and no. took an Anglicized name. I was like, nope. No, this photo, this dude is super he white. Is super white. I mean, and, uh, Gareth. Gareth Evans. Eh. I mean, come on. That's that's white as yeah. fuck. Yes. But, you know what? Like, it's fuck. Like, he made, he made, you know, several very good Indonesian movies. So, you can't complain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I've heard Gangs of London is really good, which is something he did uh, recently. It's supposed to be oh, really, heard, really, really yeah, good. Yeah, I've heard that's supposed to be good. I, I do, I understand that um, that Asian look that you're talking about. Because I thought, too, they were hot. This is going to sound very minor, but I appreciated that they didn't have that. Well, my, my nose is not a good representation, but that like my family's nose. I felt like I saw my family's nose. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I feel like that's not something I see even in Asian movies. Typically, they always try to pick someone with like a smaller nose. That's a minor. Yeah, thing. they usually 
they usually go smaller or they want more angles because so you know like i i do a lot of um i do, like before as a comedian i used to do do photography for newspapers and so there there is this thing where like asian faces are a little bit flatter so it is a little bit harder to light and to me i'm not saying that as being racist that's just like literal technical things with lighting and such so usually that's why they'll cast like a half white person because there's more depth to their face so you can light it a bit easier which is just really obnoxious and it's not even about like white people it's like asian movies will usually cast half white people exactly. as their leads which is a little bit obnoxious um now uh you know uh beyond the representation just just to wrap it up like did this movie do what it was intended to do for you which is either make you want to recommend it to a friend or make you want to see the sequel um i feel like i know leonard's answer but let's go to leonard first yeah of course and the sequel is awesome too the sequel actually has one of the best fight scenes ever filmed i think like at least like top five um so highly recommend you watch that uh that fight scene it's very 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 good uh even if you just look it up on youtube just watch that fight scene that, that fight scene apparently took them like months to rehearse to get it down right um and it's great so yeah uh good movie did what it's supposed to do uh violent as fuck and i just love martial arts stuff um like, like I said, I used to watch, like, Jackie Chan movies, and I think, oh, and then afterwards, I go out and be like, try Jackie Chan moves, and then suffer, like, Leonard Chan injuries. It was rough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, a, it's I think this is, a, it's one of the better action movies ever made. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, Veronica, last thoughts. Would you recommend this? And would you see the sequel? If you are if you don't like action movies, like, no. Just, like, don't watch this. <laughs> it's not a family movie, by the way. <laughs> In case that wasn't obvious. So, I mean, no. Not for, not for like, me. Not for right now in a pandemic when the children can't go anywhere. <laughs> I like, watch it when, on a Friday night when you are in normal life and can go to a bar and start a fight. That's the only time that's appropriate to watch this. <laughs> okay. Thank you. So that, that wraps up a review and we're going to take a very short break. Uh, but on the, um, on the other side of the break, we will be debating a cultural topic that comes straight out of the movie itself, which is um, we're going to be discussing friends of ours who have followed a dark path. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What up, what up, listeners? Welcome back from that short break. And now we are going to jump into a theme that we have pulled out of the movie uh, to debate further. And our theme this week is Friends Who Have Followed a Dark Path. And uh, let's first go to Veronica. Um, and, uh, <laughs> uh, Veronica, did you have a friend who followed a dark path? And what is your relationship with them now? So, okay, we get these questions before the podcast. And I literally was like, 
trying to find a friend and I knew the answer deep in my heart that I was the friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I was dreading you asking me because I was like, I, I, it's me. I'm the friend. I'm the friend. I... I, I, I'm, I'm getting better, friends. I'm getting better. <laughs> I just, I don't. Oh, t- tell us, tell us more. Well, from your friend's perspective, I was, what, I was like that what? friend where boyfriends would be like, I don't want you going out with her. Like I was, I was that friend. Oh. Um, I was the one who were who was like, you know, let's just take this car. Let's, you know, let's steal this. Let's. <laughs> Let's sneak out at whatever time in the morning and go with these dudes that we met over a party line because I'm so old. <laughs> mm. um, I just, yeah, I mean, I used to steal things if it wasn't nailed down. It was just, <laughs> I'm that friend. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I haven't hurt anyone. I mean. Okay. That, I mean, that's that good. Know- not that anyone knows of. <laughs> but uh wow yeah. I, I love this confessional was, always learning more things <laughs> i literally was like dreading it i was like oh my god it's me mm. <laughs> yeah yeah so i was i was the opposite i was you know it, it's funny because they they represent this in in movies a lot where you have you know, people growing up in the ghetto, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then you have like that one talented person who has the talent to make it out of the ghetto, and so everybody kind of like rallies around them and is very protective of them. I was that talented person that people protected, but because of that, the people protecting me were kind of like you know shady ass bitches, and I, I'll, I'll say that with like love because they were like really really great to me, and you know shady can be uh, a. a, a good thing i was certainly happy to have their their protection and listen they were right i did make it out of the ghetto so you know they were right to to make that bet on me but because of that i do have a lot of friends who did walk a dark path some of whom are in prison for pretty dark crimes um and for me you know there is a certain point where you know you have to cut ties where you know like i have like visited people who are in jail for like crazy shit um but I think it's it's a little bit different when 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 you're from the ghetto and like you know that your community feels so powerless, and you know there's this police presence um, that is overbearing, and when you feel so helpless and the only way you can feel protected is to join a gang. Um, you know, I was lucky I didn't have to join the gang because I was like the protected person in my community. But if I didn't have talent. I wouldn't have had protection. So what way am I going to make it through life without, you know, joining a, a gang? And I know I'm like romanticizing. I know there's obviously other choices, but I'm not saying I would make that choice, but I can understand the choice. And once you're in that life, you know, you got to do what you got to do to be a part of that gang. And so, you know, I, I've, I became really, really good at, um, at being friends with people who I, didn't necessarily agree with on everything and I also became very good with compartmentalizing my friends um because you know they could be from rival gangs for instance so uh, even to this day I don't do big group gatherings I'm usually a very one-on-one person and also you know it it upsets people sometimes that 
I, you know, I have separate relationships and I don't let one relationship sour the other. So, like, I know, like, um, you know, there, there's sometimes, uh, you know, and, and like w- within the comedy community, um, and, and I won't dive too much in the comedy community because I've looked at her analytics and every time we talk about her careers, like, people, like, sort of, like, uh, <laughs> jump off. So, <laughs> so, you know. Uh, so, careers, uh, we've got to yeah. do that. <laughs> so anyway, just letting your listeners know, I know you get bored when we talk about our comedy careers. So I, I, I do understand that. But, you know, there's this whole thing of like, you know, um, people will sometimes like contact me to be like, oh, you shouldn't work with this person. You shouldn't work with this person because they did this or they said that. And then for me, I'm always like, no, I'll make my own judgments. And sometimes people get really mad at me because they're like, well, I've told you they've done a very serious thing to me. Um, and if you don't take my side, that means you're like taking the side of my, you know, abuser or my, my oppressor or whatever. And it, it's a hard thing, but I'm like, you know what? I grew up in an area where like, you know, like, you know, that friend stabbed that friend's sister and I'm still friends with both of them. So I don't know what to tell you. Like for me, I'm not even saying I disbelieve that they did something horrible to you. I'm just saying that's not my relationship with them. And that sounds horrible and will probably get me canceled someday because I'm not willing to cancel somebody that people want me to cancel. But anyway, that's sort of to answer the thing of like my friends who followed a dark path. That's sort of the the answer. They follow dark paths and I've kind of stuck with them even at the risk of other people being like, they've done horrible things to me. You should not be friends with them. So I won't be friends with you. But I'm like, but basically here, I'll put it this way. The person who makes me choose is the person who is going to get the axe. You know, it's, it's not the one who did the worst thing. It's the one who says, I don't like this person. So you have to not associate with them or they did something to me. Um, and one thing I will say is just because I won't distance myself from somebody doesn't mean I don't believe they did something horrible to you. Like I said, I know that friend stabbed my other friend's sister. I'm not saying he didn't do it. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't believe you, but that doesn't mean I'm not his friend. And I know that's hard to hear, but it is what it is. So uh, now, now heading over to uh, to Leonard. Um, I'm laughing because I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, does Leonard have a deep, dark history with uh, the criminal underworld? Oh I'm, I'm, I'm not sure here. Um, so, uh, Leonard, what is your confession tonight? So, back in high school, my um, uh, my chemistry teacher actually uh, he was diagnosed with cancer, and he had to uh, start. Well, he wanted to provide for his family, so he had to start making meth. Uh, oh, Leonard! <laughs> <and he, laughs> Oh, Lord. That would never happen. See, yeah, so for those uh, who didn't get the joke, that was a Breaking Bad reference, which, by the way, would never happen in Canada because we have universal health care. So, like, <laughs> so I, it would have been fine. Heisenberg would never have existed. I don't know why. There I am. Uh, but I don't know, man. Like, Dark Path? I don't think so, man. I've been, like, pretty sheltered. Like, I didn't grow up in the ghetto. Uh like I, I like I know people who've gone to jail, that sort of thing, but like they're never my friends. You know what I mean? Like there's nobody where I was like, oh, I was really close with them. It's like the people who went to jail, I was like, yeah, I wasn't friends with them because I was like confident that they were going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you know, or 
maybe, you know, maybe I'll ask it in a different way. If not a dark path, did you have a friend who took like a very different path from you? And you know, like how sometimes with friendships, you just go on different paths and then the friendship kind of doesn't hold up. Like, do you have somebody like that who it held up or didn't hold up? Like whether it was dark or not, that it was just like totally off the wall different. Honestly, like I'm the one who went different because like all my friends were like, like professionals, like... You know, engineers, bankers, like just people with real actual jobs. And then I decided to throw all of it away to do art. <laughs> no shootings, nothing, Mur- murders. Come on, Leonard. Like I've had a gun pulled on me. Like, but again, I was But I was definitely not friends with the guy who pulled the gun on me. You know, <laughs> like I definitely didn't like him very much. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, like, yeah, like I know people. Uh, I don't know. Like, I've, I've not. I like, I know people who've been murdered, but they didn't go down a dark path. I've, oh, well, I mean, they literally went that walked down a dark path, and that's why they got murdered. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, like, I know at least like one, two, three, three people who've been murdered. Uh, oh, good lord! What? Yeah, yeah. Like, just. Unfortunately, like one of the, one of them was really unfortunate. He was like the greatest dude. He was like he he researched brain cancer. Oh, he was the best. Dude. And he went to church and he like was in a choir and then yeah, it's just it's just very unlucky. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, but yeah, no, I don't really. Uh, yeah, I would say nothing. Nothing like super, super, super bad. Mm. You know? Next week when you come back, do something bad and report back. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I know people who were, had gone down dark paths and then they came back and then I befriended them, like, when they were on their way. Like, I wasn't friends with them before, but, like, I met them, like, at, like they had, like, a dark period and then I met them, like, years later. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it, it's really interesting. I, I yeah, it, it, it. I do think it depends on, like, your upbringing. I feel like it would have less sympathy for somebody who went down a dark path if they had opportunities. Yeah. But, you know, like, like, you know, like, like I said, people who, who didn't grow up where I grew up just have this idea of gang members and they just don't understand. If you live in a world where, like, the police don't protect you and there's violence everywhere, like, like what are you going to do? Just take your chances? Like... You you need protection somehow, and you know. And like I said, I'm not excusing it. There's a lot of people from my neighborhood who did not join gangs and who did not die, and who <laughs> made it out and who are fine. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's the only path, but I will say it's an understandable path. Like so, yeah. So for me, I I I didn't like disown friends because they went down that path. Um, and also, some people are forced into it. Um, mm. They don't talk about this a lot, but you know what? If you get busted for um, for uh, for selling drugs and such, and you're like in elementary, you don't go to jail. So guess what? They recruit people in elementary and they force them and say they'll like kill your sister if you don't distribute the drugs. So it's like some people don't even choose to get into that life. So you know, it, it's hard for me to disown people who are in the life. Um, and it sounds like I'm a sympathizer and excuser um, because I feel like when somebody's the victim, 
of one of these crimes. They don't really want to hear the whole backstory, um, you know, like, uh, but I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. It is hard for me to like, I'm, I'm just keeping it real. It is hard for me to like let go of somebody because they've done something horrible. If I know like their backstory. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, on that somber note, um, let's. Uh, that's the end of uh, this week's episode. I want to thank again our panelists, uh, Leonard Chan and the Lady Veronica. Um, I want to thank our listeners for sticking um, with us. I know we've changed formats a few times um, over the past year, but we've made it to over a year, and I'm so happy that y'all are still with us. Um, I'm your host, Vong Show, official spokesperson for Gay Super Cute. Asians, and that's what's up. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.